number 10 here and as always to my left is calamity jamie h on twitter jamie how are we doing i'm doing great i'm sitting here with some of my co-workers yes really excited to talk about the freaking fields yes big show today in studio actually in studio we have robbie alstrom uh katie perez and renee smith with us to talk about the pre-k plc Last year, we had a very successful, um, we, I say as an ESDAC, not as me, these ladies actually did the pre-K PLC and they led a very successful one that had tremendous um, response from districts, um, not only in our local area, but across the state. So this year in doing that, they had, they were rethinking how to do things um, to better address the needs of students and our own and the people. So Robbie, can you tell us a little bit about how you're restructuring this year? Yeah, this year we're looking at meeting five times during the year and we're really looking at um, having our participants bringing a lot more to the, to the conversations, providing a lot more time for them to collaborate. We really are looking at an integrated approach to, um, to doing early childhood and really with an eye on the Kansas redesign and the ideas of kindergarten readiness. So we really want to bring the, the reading, the literacy, the vocabulary, the math, the science, the social studies all together and really have an integrated approach to that. Now, Katie, what does that look like? I know you've done a lot of work in the districts with redesign and how do you, what, what does a pre-K PLC day look like, early childhood PLC day look like? So I think we're gonna kind of structure this like a project-based learning approach this year. So instead of just coming in and um, receiving information for six hours from consultants, you will um, have an opportunity to learn a little pieces and then collaborate with a group to actually transform that learning into something that's directly applicable in your classroom immediately. Um, then you'll come back the next month and you'll learn a little bit more and, and do the same thing. So at the end of the year, you've really thought about what does a redesigned classroom at the early childhood level look like and how does that support kindergarten readiness for our state? So this is totally different than what last year's was. It is going to be a lot different, I think, because instead of us giving them lots and lots and lots of information and them them taking back some of it, uh, this year we're going to give them little snippets at a time and then let them work on that information and how they can use it in their classroom. So I think it's going to look a lot different. The other different element that we're going to do this year is for our people who have difficulty coming this far to ESDAC to attend, we're going to have an online version of this. And so a couple of weeks after each well, after four of the live sessions, we will uh, post the video of the live sessions as well as give them things to work on in an online presence, as well as the fact that this year we're also going to have three resource books that they will receive for their uh, academic library. And so um, the people online will be able to share in that resource as well and be able to read the same things that the people in the live version will, will get. So. It's going to be a little different this year. 
Was it based on feedback that you're making these changes or based on the redesign model? What was the... Um, we had a lot of feedback from people in outlying areas that the distance is difficult for them, but they still wanted to participate. And so this is how we're going to try this year to accommodate that need. So I think I think also that we really want to be seen more as facilitators. Um, we really do want to make this a true professional learning community where everybody is bringing something to the table. And um, I, hopefully we'll get a lot of the same people back. They know each other now and they will feel, I think, a little more comfortable mm -hmm. in sharing their ideas and collaborating with other people. We learned very quickly about the amazing amount of expertise we had in the room. Um, really, we I think we had 40 of the 40 plus of the best early childhood educators in the state coming to us once a month or not quite once a month, but over the course of the year. Um, we want to capitalize on that and have them share the awesome things they're already doing and then just help them push them a little further a bit down that road um, to make things even better. The I'm the online. I always think I've taken I took online classes and I'm that old. I think it was when they first started doing them and stuff. Um, <laughs> what's the are you, you, you going to be out there on your own or are you going to try and build some kind of community with those online people? Yeah, we're I mean, looking to build a community. Um, I, that's what we're looking to do across the, the entire PLC is build a community. Um, we're working on that. We're trying to figure out what is going to be the best platform so that we really can get some true collaboration. A lot of our people, though, that were attending last year at our satellite um, location out in Sublette, or we had somebody who joined us from her own classroom, they had people with them. So they weren't alone, a lone wolf on this on their own. They had a couple of paras or other teachers that they were working with as well. So hopefully we'll get that as that, that too. Um, they can have somebody to share ideas with and so, so we're looking at two different models. They're kind of, you know, where you can sign up as an individual and there's an individual license then to watch the videos, but then also of having either, you know, a building or a district level license where you can get all of your, um, you know, early childhood staff together. You can watch the, the videos together and do the, the building, the constructing of the activities together as well. Okay. I'm curious, what did you guys learn from the, this past year's early childhood PLC? <laughs> <laughs> I think I learned a lot. <laughs> well, I th I know I learned a lot. You you all know that my area of expertise is is math, and that's that's what I know. And so, just listening to my colleagues and the the teachers for, that came and attended, um, I learned a lot about early childhood. I learned a lot about reading. I learned a lot about social and emotional uh, needs and. And that's, I mean, that's just a few of the items. So I, I learned a lot because obviously I didn't spend my time with pre-K and K. Uh, I have in the last 11 years, but I, I didn't do that on my own in my own classroom. So it, it's, it's a different, it's a different world than what I taught from. So I, I learned a lot. I think also since we really did organize around the early learning standards, um, oh my goodness, you know, what those teachers are asked to do, it really is overwhelming. Um, they have so many standards that they're addressing. And again, really learning of, of how do we maximize our time then and how can we really with all the things that we want to teach these little people, um, how can we cover more in less time? I think also the, the immense focus on um, trauma-informed practices that are necessary at that young level. Um, I think I knew that. 
But I think hearing it and then on top of the Kansas Early Learning Standards, thinking about all of that content, plus all the social emotional things that kids are learning and and uh, needing to practice and develop between the ages of three and six, it kind of shifted in my head a little bit that focus of what does it really mean to be kindergarten ready and the immense amount of work that these teachers are doing every single day. What does it mean to be kindergarten ready? Hmm. More than tying your shoes and knowing the numbers one to 10. <laughs> um, I, it re- to me, I think it really is the social emotional aspect. I think I sent a kindergartner off last year. Um, and that was my biggest concern. I Academically, I know that there are some benchmark things that maybe need to be in place. Um, but my primary concern as a parent was, does my child love school? Does she know how to separate from me? Does she know how to... Um, play with people and make new friends? Will her teacher love her? Um, does she trust that, it, that that her teacher will love her? And I think those social emotional components are far more important than the academics. And I, I think I saw it from the grandmother side. Um, I, ha- I had a kindergarten student this year too that was that it was a lot of exactly what Katie was saying. Was she, we weren't concerned with her going to school academically. She was already prepared. She has a teacher for a mother and me for a grandmother. And so she didn't stand a chance. But um, we were most concerned because she was a young kindergartner. Would she be ready emotionally? And, And she has flourished and loves school. So I guess they made the right decision. So, yeah. And I think in the past, you know, as a former kindergarten teacher for one year, God bless all of you. Um, <laughs> I, um, I think I did used to think it was tying your shoes, knowing your ABCs, counting to 10. I mean, that's that's what we checked for. Can you hop on one foot? Can you count to the certain number? Do you know your shapes and colors? Um, we did not check as much for the social emotional things. And that's shifting a lot um, for, for, for the good. I think for me, yes, I did my own research and looking into the, um, you know, presenting different things for early childhood, the executive function of the brain really is what hit me as being the really critical piece for, um, for kindergarten readiness. You know, can I control impulses? Do I have that cognitive flexibility? Um, the working memory development, I really saw that as being um, the underlying skills, the underlying functions that we absolutely have to have to develop the social emotional, to develop the academics. And without those, um, I think it's going to be very difficult to be successful in school. Now, what brought about the early childhood PLC? I I think mostly we saw a need for it. Um, We really did see that this was an area that really um, wasn't being addressed. Um, I've heard from several teachers that they just don't have the opportunity for professional learning that is really geared toward um, the early childhood. And so a couple years ago, we had um, put on some workshops, um, letters, and then some science and some math. And we just really had a great response. And I think we just really recognized that there really is a need for this type of of professional learning. And I think with it being a focus of the states, the kindergarten readiness piece, I think the only way for that to happen and give those people the opportunity is to host something of this kind and not just a one day come in, sit and get and then 
who knows what happens. So I think this is this is a much better format for them because it's extended over time. They've got lots of time to think about it and and um, learn a whole variety of things as opposed to just a one day thing. So what was the feedback you guys got? I mean, how much did you hear the next time people came back and were like, Oh yeah, I did this or I did that. Well, I wasn't at every session, but I was at several at the beginning. And I, I remember being very pleased when they would come back and say that they had taken something back that we had done in the previous session. So I, I I think that they did go back with things uh, this year. And I think that overwhelmingly, especially as these guys were able to kind of pull the audience towards the end, I think the feedback was very, very um, positive. I often had people who would go back and try science activities that we talked about and they made them even better, um, which is always my hope. I think that's what I'm excited about this year is that um, hearing that feedback of I did this and I added this for my specific learners and it went amazing. Um, So I think we got a lot of feedback. People are very happy to feel like their needs were being met throughout the year. And it was interesting to me that so many of them, the kids just absolutely loved the mindful movement activities that we did um, and attaching that to to the different um, learning standards that we have. Now, explain mindful movement a little bit. I mean, we have a baseline for what that is, but explain a little bit about what that was and how you integrated that into. Well, the mindful movement is kind of based on yoga, but it really is about that that mindfulness. It's about, um, you know, controlling both my body and my emotions. And uh, really the underlying principle there really does kind of go to our executive functioning and developing that as well. So we're really working on a lot of breathing um, and we're working on that physical control that's going to lead to self-regulation. But at the same time, we tried to attach that again to not just make it something in isolation, but to academics as well. And so um, our, our, our teacher, Kaylee, came in and she um, modeled how you could do mindful movement with a read aloud. Um, we've created the videos that help you to um, transition from either high to low energy or low to high energy for students. Um, but really how it is also teaching them that, that self-regulation um, at the same time. Uh, and we did the alphabet. And the alphabet. And my granddaughter loves the alphabet. So she, I mean, she, she, when I gave them the cards, she went through all of the letters and tried to make, do the moves for the alphabet. So. Awesome. And those are available now. Short little plug there. (laughs) You can find those at shop.desk.org. There you go. Uh, The mindful movement. And I don't know if you could tell the proudness in the voice there, the mindful movement created by um, Robbie's daughter there, Kaylee. So a little resemblance there when you watch the videos. Anyway, okay. Um, any last words, Jamie? No, I just want to know your final takeaways. Yes. What you individually grew in throughout the PLC last year. Cause you saw it in, in the participants, but you each grew as individuals too. I think it was an amazing opportunity for, um, for the, for, the four of us to work together. Jane Seward is not here with us today, but um, she's our um, our last quarter of this group. And um, I've worked with them all individually before, but just kind of the powerhouse of being together and how we complement each other's styles um, and can kind of just facilitate in ways that 
are very powerful and have a large impact on teachers. So it was a great opportunity. Um, and seeing that impact on teachers was very exciting. Because I've seen that too, going, you guys go out and do things individually as districts. You guys are on the same teams, but not very often do you guys get to really pool your resources and do something yeah, I think this we learned capacity. how we all connect. You know, Renee and I would be talking about a, a separate science and math standard and go, well, wait a second, these are really <laughs> the same thing. We can totally use this piece of literature for that. Robbie, Jane, how would you integrate this book? What else can we teach from right. Rosie's Walk about um, mapping and spatial reasoning that we need to do in science and, and math? How can we incorporate literacy into this? And all of a sudden we're like, wow, we're... I mean, we started out with the idea of integrating last year, and then it was just amazing how it all just came together like that. And I I will say that these ladies have a wealth of knowledge. I, I feel like a one-trick pony a lot of the time, but they they just they have stepped up to the plate and, and done some marvelous things. It's been a real pleasure working with all of them. I, I hate to crib on somebody else's um, pod stock, but what really became clear to me <laughs> um, was uh, when we look at our disadvantaged populations, our children from low income homes, our English learners, our special education students, um, of how much power our early childhood teachers have to begin closing that gap and leveling the playing field for them. And I think that's really was one of my big takeaways. So the second year, I guess you'd say, of the Early Childhood PLC. Dates are already set. You can find those at? Events.estec.org. And the first one is in September, so be looking for those. Ladies, thanks for joining us today. It wasn't so painful, was it? No. No. (laughs) It's always a piece of cake. All right. So, Jamie, it's always fun? Yes. It's a a blast. Yeah. She's not much words. What? We're out. Yeah. (laughs)